so let's actually start <laughs> yeah. this episode and we have decided what, what are we talking about today fred well, i like how we start every episode okay it's just been one but asking that question yet we both hey, clearly had i like how she says us it's just you prior you know me i just want to get to it i'm not here with pretense or performance i'm ready okay fred um, you don't have to drag me online okay? um so the question the wait. internet remembers the internet never forgets yeah. So we call ourselves African Digits. Right? Hey. And asking the question. Fred, say of, hi. Oh, hi. And asking the question of what does it mean to be a digit? To be digital and to be part of this new age of digital being, right? But it's just not digital being, it's this spatial imaginary that has been expanded, like mm-hmm. within the notion of Africanity. Yes. Because obviously African digits that has come as a result of the internet right? yes and to extend that so like looking at whether is there a cultural revolution t- taking place online culture in essence we could also maybe touch on the idea of social activism mm-hmm. on the net so we're looking at cultural revolution social activism and digital and, and, ontology and I would digital talk ontology about. yeah and going back to the uh, social activism Particularly the ability to translate online movements into real life activities. I see. Or like I protests see. or things like that. Because it was a conversation that happened when I was on my study abroad and we mm-hmm. had a panel on the net and Africa and all that good stuff. So yeah, I think those three things. Um, what do you mean by internet ontologies for our audience? Well, well I said digital ontologies mm-hmm. for our audience. And... I guess that's the idea of how is it that we are constructing a, I don't like the word identity, but an identity online, a sense of being, how we curate mm-hmm. ourselves. Or what um, Christina Sharp yesterday, when talking about Instagram and the whole idea of performative happiness. Yes, you know? yes. How yeah. do you perform our happiness? How and do what, you perform being? But also, what would it look like if, because you know, the interesting thing with critique is mm-hmm. we all know Instagram is fake in some way. <laughs> or it's, it's one way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to claim fake. The Loki part of it is fake. <laughs> but despite knowing all these things, yes. you know, despite knowing that Facebook is where people go to put their life achievements. Their wholesomeness. Here and there. <laughs> or like LinkedIn is where <laughs> people go to, you know, compare notes. And stuff like that. <laughs> Yet we still use these tools. And, even, and I don't even think for me it's an issue of not using them anymore. It's more... So why don't we take up the mantle of doing with these platforms what we want to use them for, right? To reappropriate them. So what does it mean to create a wholesome Instagram? Mm -hmm. You know, on the day when I get a rejection, what does that photo even look like? Yes. Because I don't really, you know, like what images are we able to conjure mm-hmm. if we were to think about it fully? I don't know. But yeah. Hmm. I guess from that, I, I, I see the idea that we have chosen, we have created, I guess, the borders and territories from which what each social media platform is, is allowed to see, right? Mm-hmm. What what performance mm-hmm. LinkedIn is supposed to receive, what performance Instagram is supposed to um, receive, and also how that performance changes within like the platform itself. Like your stories versus your close friends on Instagram versus your actual feed, these all speak to who you are, but they all say different things about you. So I guess 
and maybe mm-hmm. it might be even useful and honestly this just came to my mind now as you're speaking and like the whole idea of words and interrogating words and not leaving things unspoken but like when you talk about the notion of platform yes like what is a platform what does that function like mm-hmm. when i think about platforms i think about performance i think about the literal physical platform and performing that to the world yes. to the audience etc and so how inadvertently this social media platforms question but i really doing what they coded themselves into functioning stages as stages mm-hmm. from which we as humanity can perform yeah you know to a global audience so i guess in that sense i kind of i don't think there's a point in actually fighting for it like i actually i i don't right. know i actually mm-hmm. from from what you said i was thinking about cuz you said about a cultural revolution mm mm-hmm. And oh, okay, so do we want to start? Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's like, go back we, to the start. Okay, we are, yeah, we're going through the entire conversation, right? But th- through those three metrics. Right, right, we're, we're going through people... three metrics. But yeah. in, in the in the sense that we, we said these platforms are doing their job, right? Mm-hmm. We've spoken about this. These platforms are, let's say, not created by Africans, right? Mm-hmm. So such that the language of performance, of mm-hmm. what performance can look like, mm-hmm. has already been coded and created mm-hmm. for such that we, we, we know how... our africanity needs to be framed for these platforms right that are not necessarily african and and almost brings up the question of what would it what would performance look like if the platform was african mm-hmm. what would be allowed to be there what kind of conversations would you have to have in that space that you can't you you wouldn't perform within instagram because i think last episode we spoke about wait, i don't even know if it was last episode or some other time in our life we spoke about how we're trying to mimic the west right like with the afropolitan in the sense of keep your africanity like wear your africanity but like still no, but like not too much still have a little bit of that europeanness and the europeanness with these platforms we're still stuck in that language we're still stuck in that space of we there's only a certain level i could say you know postulating to the universe that we can wear africanity on instagram right such that almost i I guess my point is maybe part of this digital revolution that we're we want to talk about which we haven't spoken about is the idea of what does african agency look like in terms of building a platform for the performance of africanness mm-hmm. right for us to create a space where we create the language for our own performance mm-hmm. right because yeah cuz i think that's that's where we're i don't know if i think that's where we need to go if that makes sense because social media platforms are not are not something as old as academia where we're i guess hesitant to destroy or destroy the world um bring down the entire system and create something new but instead we co-opt find ways to institutionalize social justice and that's where like africana studies and african studies come from versus with this digital revolution i don't know if we have to take this the burden necessarily of institutionalizing africanness into instagram and platforms built here as opposed to the digital revolution in the time we find ourselves right now could allow us to build our own platforms in the sense we don't have to co-opt into anything at the moment per se mm-hmm. right in terms of the platforms that we use but maybe right in terms of digital digital cultural revolution is we have to now start building the online spaces as opposed to building the online spaces with hashtags and still on Instagram does that make mm-hmm. it does um i think for me my hesitance comes in the notion of building 
a separate online space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly because this thing we call African, mm-hmm. Africanity. Yes. Are we so separate from this? I don't want to use the term global because implicit in that is like Western hegemony. Yeah. But within this universal idea of what it is to be human, you know, you think about South America, you think like literally there's this third world and by third world, I mean the Mont, Montreux, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not talking about the third world as it's co-opted by um, IMF and all this multilateral international, in, I mean, um, development farms, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about worlds that are not the West or their direct um, antithesis, um, mm-hmm. Russia, you know, socialism, capitalism, no. But I'm talking about people who have stayed away with them. Yes. Let's focus on us and yes. our and our sense of being and our new and our ontologies, right? Yes. And so, I always shake a bit mm-hmm. when the notion of when it's placed in such a way that we are not dynamic, mm-hmm. we are not capable of. And I'm not saying that's what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think there's a fine line mm-hmm. between those two, mm-hmm. or that we are incompatible to stand on our own as full agents within a much bigger playground, right? And so I don't know if necessarily creating different platforms becomes the answer to it. Because I know, you know, the thing that people would often end up saying is, you know, you need, like, the whole idea of representation. Yes. And how representation is not always the solution. Yes. Because the easy answer to that is that more African coders. Yes. More to, to like remove bias. Mm-hmm. More mm-hmm. Um, African translators to translate into different languages. More sh- African user experience um, yeah. people to c- create different ways of conversation. And like, obviously I wouldn't even say that online platforms are stopped. Like, Facebook now has Facebook dating, right? Yeah. And so there's within this machines they're ever more expanding to have access to even the intricate spaces of our lives yeah. right and so i don't know i don't know if necessarily building something different i guess i'm not saying things. building building in a sense of building um something parallel right that afro, then afro afro book right afro book right <laughs> no that's a that's a waste of time because it's it's this it, we don't want to build the same frame. Mm-hmm. Just add a couple, you know, African, afros. you know, afros here and there. And like put some kente, mm, put some cloth some there. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's almost in reference to stuff like Mpesa, mm-hmm. right? Something that was created to deal with our rea- reality, with our language, with what it is, how it is that people navigate the world, right? And that was so helpful. Like it spread around the continent. Everyone's on their phone. Like, oh my god sending money like easily right mm-hmm. i think that's that is part of the digital revolution yes when we are able to create language right to solve our own problems online mm-hmm. or using the digital realm yeah such that i guess my, my question is are we building ourselves or allowing ourselves to think of the digital realm as a space where we can actually make the interventions of creating language mm-hmm. as opposed to waiting or, or like working for instagram Right, that's fine. That's cool, but it's more of: Are we allowing ourselves to first take the time to become aware of the problems that we're going through, mm-hmm. and creating the space to answer those problems? 
mm-hmm. in the digital realm or as part of our digital revolution mm-hmm. as the goal if that makes sense mm-hmm. but then again i feel like we say digital revolution a lot what what are, what do we mean by digital revolution before we get there um i think what you were talking about mm-hmm. but i just want to respond with something also from yesterday's talk on the idea of at also having the capability of being violent under the logic of white supremacy. Yes. And in the same way, thinking about language and thinking about our position when it comes to knowledge production, dissemination, and access, what's separating us? Mm-hmm. What kind of work are we creating, right? Because when you are talking about, you know, work for Instagram or all that stuff, there are platforms online mm-hmm. that have been created autonomously by people of African descent doing things for Africa that are yeah. not in conversation with anything else, but that are proudly African. You think yeah. about okay space, mm-hmm. you think about Africa is not a country, mm-hmm. you think about so many different bloggers doing their thing mm-hmm. outside of these platforms. I mean, well, the outside part is limited given like who hosts your website or whatever. Yeah. But, but you get what I mean, right? But also questioning, I go back to the whole idea of like aesthetics of pleasure versus liberatory aesthetics and like how those two things function very differently so you think about and also something i have to contend with is is everything that africans do have to be on the subject of liberation can't i just want to know banana boy's new song (laughs) or to check out the new film that wanuri is doing or how she's making moves in hollywood even though the critic in me wants to be like why is Hollywood the next move? But that's a conversation for another day. Um, so in that sense, I think that's also something to be aware of. But given, I mean, but I also understand that given the content of this podcast, that there obviously is a critical perspective to everything. So we're not necessarily discounting the work that people are doing, but it's just more of raising the questions that perhaps might go and asked yes within other more neutral less critically positioned platform i just wanted to put that out there yes yes yeah but going back to your question mm-hmm. what is the digital revolution yes especially as it pertains to africa because obviously we all talk about the digital revolution and then when you look at africa the continent a lot of the times it's used within this you know, economics, research, you know, Africa's rising, digital revolution, giving space, people can create jobs online, all that stuff, which is great. But I don't think that that's the kind of revolution we're necessarily talking about. Yeah. Is it? No, it's not. Um, (laughs) Do you want to talk about, okay, I hate having to do this part. Like, do you want to talk about, it just feels so cute. Um, but, (laughs) But yeah, I think it's, it's, it's important to give that distinction because it's very easy to talk about M-Pesa. Yes. Because it's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. right? But how much further... I mean, I'm a stickler for culture. <laughs> I think everything emanates from culture, culture, in a way. And I think that once you are rooted in yourself and your sense of self, then all other things come into perspective. Yes. The reason why you build something like M-Pesa comes from a viewpoint of understanding the context within which you're using technology and how to best create 
platforms and devices and innovations that cater holistically right because like my thesis is on railways and i feel like one thing that railways railway technology particularly imperial railway technology does that makes it so incompatible even when being built by kenyan governments or like mm-hmm. whatever governments are doing it now is the ethos from which it was created yeah that that is very difficult to harm into the fabric of african life or of local life wherever that may be outside of a western ontology kind of place right so you think about railways in kenya you think about how they're built mm-hmm. this whole idea of extraction this whole idea of disruption of dispossession yeah. cutting through the land like it's i think it's a very visceral image but also what it's used for right yeah. like people are not talking about transportation they're talking about ports like it all functions within the idea of the economy mm-hmm. and it leaves so much unsaid about who we are as a people mm-hmm. what we are outside of numbers outside of economy outside of working outside of all these material things that give us bread for the day but don't necessarily sustain us mm-hmm. as human beings so I guess that's why I just want to posit that as like that not necessarily being the angle from which we are trying to conceptualize this idea of like cultural slash digital revolution mm-hmm. taking place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from there, I was thinking, so is this digital revolution the place where we're searching to further crystallize mm-hmm. this notion of culture, right? To, mm-hmm. to further... To become rooted is is a digital space where we'll become more rooted to our idea of an African self, right? African self being even in that Pan African notion of a borderless world, mm-hmm. as opposed to African as Mozambican, Kenyan. Mm-hmm. We're building this idea mm-hmm. together, but separately. But even the notion of actually just together, is is, is it that the digital revolution is that search for this rootedness? Not the search, but mm-hmm. where. It's gonna happen. Well, I'll start from the point where but I think we are I mean I, I just did that and then you did it, but I think we are mixing the idea of digital revolution and cultural revolution. Yes. And maybe that's something that needs to be interrogated. Because but are I we actually, looking for a digital cultural revolution? So are we mm, talking about digital revolution as like simply our lives being now changed by technology, like how our materially our lives are being mm-hmm. changed by um, technology? and our continual use of the digital realm mm-hmm. or are we even searching now for the immaterial and the metaphysical analysis of how technology is affecting us because i feel like we're really talking about we're, we are we're talking about digital revolution here right both of us but i think i don't know if we are mm-hmm. in the sense that there's the digital revolution that i was talking about in the sense of as it has been presented within economy and all yes. that but when i really sit down and i think about this digital revolution in the realm of culture yeah when you think about the notion of like if you haven't photographed it has it happened mm-hmm. right and um the question whether when we really say cultural revolution is it that culture the way we express ourselves our pride in our africanness whether it's our aesthetics our clothes our fabric our innovations our creativity and all that has been boosted mm-hmm. or is it that it can now be displayed 
more globally you know and i and i think i mean i never really thought about that until now sorry people mm-hmm. but i think that for me becomes really important here because i don't know necessarily if it is that there's such a different beat mm-hmm. at which we are moving to culturally mm-hmm. you know you think about um festac happening as early as the 60s think about the intellectuals that were create that were present then that were writing and producing and creating yeah. stuff at that point and you think about now and definitely there are a whole lot more people yeah. um but is the difference in the creation of it mm-hmm. or is it in the access to it mm-hmm. or even the recognition of it outside of african borders is it that the west sees us right mm-hmm. and the reason i'm saying that is i think about banaboy yeah and when his album came out forgive me african giant right <laughs> and how the conversation was that oh banaboy is big not even just banaboy in that notion but like you even think about the gift yes album the gift right yeah. and it was all these the artists we listened to shona majosi and banaboy tiwa savin they mm-hmm. were all there but these are people we've been listening to there was nothing specifically yeah. different about what they were performing but it was that Beyonce had seen them yes that she had put she had endorsed them mm-hmm. by putting them in her album yeah. so even with Banner Boy he was on Trevor Noah i mean given that Trevor Noah is african yeah. but the platform from which he functions within is hollywood really yeah. and so and then i also think about Vogue Mm-hmm. doing a whole feature on stylists of Africa and the fact that it was that Vogue had recognized African cultural producers or I think even about like when they were having the whole debate about a lot of the influencers um designers basically cultural entrepreneurs in Africa the like doing a campaign for Vogue in Africa Vogue Africa mm-hmm. and so I really don't know if the conversation that's being had is a conversation of producing more or that finally our work is being seen for what it is mm-hmm. so i guess that's why i'm even now hesitant with the idea of cultural revolution like i'm not saying yeah. that we are not revolutionizing something but mm-hmm. is it really the culture hmm i feel like this this is a very interesting conversation cuz we also have to look at where are we looking mm-hmm. right for this culture cuz we're 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 here right mm-hmm. and we're look we're trying to look we're experiencing culture at the moment online mm-hmm. right such that what is the center of that is for the conversations that you mentioned mm-hmm. versus if we were at home mm-hmm. let's wherever home may be like pick any of the 54 countries what would be the revolution we would be talking about i feel like that would be different yeah. right to be on the ground and to be seeing what is it that people are positing as as current and important at the moment cuz i'm thinking about yes for example african giant it was cuz bernard boy was like yeah i'm big already <laughs> right it's mm-hmm. this is i'm not surprising anyone are we going to put the revolution of bernard boy the fact that he's here mm-hmm. or all the other work that he has done before he mm-hmm. got to this point mm-hmm. and how do we how i think we have to figure out how do we analyze this revolution it may if there is if it exists if, or if it does if, if it does exist how do we analyze this revolution with the idea that first the west is always staring mm-hmm. but also what is the revolution when we consider that the 
rest, the West is not staring. In the sense of how how do we view the revolution? Yeah. Right. Because we have to we have to define the revolution mm-hmm. ourselves and decide what is it that we're going to consider revolutionary and important in terms of how cultural dynamics are changing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because I think the revolution of Burna Boy almost always ends up being the idea of maybe not Burna of per se, but I find that he's always calling out to history. Yes. Right, and it's in it, and and I know it seems simple, but it it feels so powerful that he's taking the past and always singing with it to move forward and create music today. And I find that the revolution of the fact of creation always being interlinked with memory and mm-hmm, remembering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think part for me personally what I see as a revolution when I see that artists are creating on the shoulders of the African giants from before. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it becomes magical to me when Blitz Bazawule always speaks about Usman Semben in terms of his films and old Afri- or old African cinema as the bedrock and the foundation of the of his cinematic language. Mm-hmm. That is a revolution when we start seeing that we're starting to build a culture, a language around our artists today and the arts of the past. That's what I see as a revolution. And I think Beyoncé is even aware of that cuz she quoted mm-hmm. Fela quoted yeah. right put it in her music and all that the sense that we're starting to see that there's 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 some power in this sankofic movement i agree with that mm-hmm. and i think for me i mean i always i'll probably go back to the gays and and maybe switch the language i'm using to the whole notion of gays because in the in the being seen by hollywood being, being seen beheld. by um musical luminaries such as beyonce it's more about the gaze and I, i mean and here it's not even the white gaze mm-hmm. it's the western gaze yes and i think where if i was to really try and impose a revolution <laughs> it would be in the fact that the gaze in the in the process of creation in the process of production the gaze is done away with mm-hmm. is because when you think about how industries are set up yes but um i use the example of film from the moment of ideation to the moment of selling the film or like filming and previewing and um you know the whole theater shabang <laughs> there are all these different stages yeah that require constant approval mm-hmm. that require constant validation and what i feel the digital realm has enabled cultural producers to do is to do away with all that to do away with all those middlemen such that mm. me or us seated here in a room yep can say that we have something to share with the world and we can set up our stuff and do it and yeah. produce it and share it and whoever listens that's a different conversation mm-hmm. and so i think about this more as an economies of scale thing that has enabled more and more people to share their voices, share their ways of life, share their ontologies mm-hmm. in ways that weren't possible before because before they simply didn't have the resources. So that narrative was always being told by someone else. Mm-hmm. And so maybe for me that's where the revolution is. It's not necessarily in the Wanuris or in the Barna boys mm-hmm. or any or Lupitas. That's not where the revolution is for me. The revolution for me is in the Twitter renegades, mm-hmm. you know, sharing their voices, creating all these interesting memes, you know, calling out their governments at 
GOK and like stuff like that that wasn't possible before yeah of them being able to in an instant talk back to CNN you know like we yeah. we had the season the Ngugi period they had been trained in institutions such as Makerere yeah. and thinking about it from a post-colonial perspective that was the can you write back yeah and now we are in the can you treat back despite all the other things that could be critiqued about the continent right now yeah we have a voice <laughs> and it might not necessarily be listened to within all podiums but the fact that we spoke is what really counts and so yeah i think if i'm to really try and see where the revolution stands for me it's in that ability that wasn't there before the fact that maybe 50 years ago national geographic yeah. was the only place where you could see an africa and that was even an africa that was curated by africans yeah. and now simply by owning a phone i can put it out there because that's the whole notion of things being viral the becomes the right? creator as well exactly the spectator is the creator and the process of viewing is in itself an act of creation because by the time yeah. something is becoming viral it gets approved. a whole new meaning yeah. that wasn't there before suddenly you know it's shifting how that video is being viewed it's shifting it's giving the producer a cultural currency that would otherwise not have been there so and i think so for me that's really to summarize what i'm saying is the doing away with the middleman mm-hmm. i think for me that's really what the digital has enabled africans to do that wasn't accessible before and so for me that really is what the revolution Things is about are, i see yeah, I, to. I see i see the power to do it yourself diy representation mm-hmm. is not it DIY. really is it is diy in the most serious ways that that can be conceptualized but also in the fun ways yeah but that that then brings me again back to to the whole building notion mm mm-hmm. there is a middleman <laughs> Mm-hmm. maybe the world's getting complicated in the sense that i know there's there's for example on instagram there's always a, a lot of wahala on on the fact that pictures of nude women are taken down of like when there's breasts on any image it'll be like this is against our community guidelines and they take it down and for a lot of photographers let's say who take pictures of rural parts of their countries in the continent it ends up being that that particular view on culture and on existence is being silenced right by that by that notion of a community guideline of what is allowed to be seen or not seen the western gaze still to some extent ends up being the gatekeeper of what can be seen or not seen right mm-hmm. of course there's there's still a lot that still can be seen but at the same time it's we're still in this dependent hold on whoever holds the power of the platform to define what can be performed and seen on that platform. I mean, I hear what you're saying, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you still I think we're still talking about two different things mm-hmm. in the sense that that's the next stage. For me, the fact alone that by creating an account, yes. taking a video, I have staked my claim yes. in humanity. Mhm. is where i can that's the place i see the agency in all the other messed up things that happen because hashtag #living in an anti-black world of white supremacy and yeah. sexism and capitalism and all that stuff that's an expert that's that's the that's part 2 okay. right but i'm still dancing around this idea that guess what 
we have a voice and it matters yeah and we can use it the listening some people will listen some people will not mm-hmm. but regardless that doesn't take away my voice and i think yeah wow look at us wow advocating for democracy low key are we though yeah in some ways Democracy, i feel like that's what we're talking is that about. what we're trying to do i know i don't know if that's what we're trying to do but that's what we're <laughs> almost seeing i have a voice you like you can mm-hmm. lay your stake on humanity e- equally mm-hmm. quote unquote i don't even know if we want it to be equal Are you? at this point mm-hmm. i'm just like if you can... don't know what the hell you're saying i want my voice and i want yours too mm-hmm. <laughs> less problems in the world but like yeah wait interesting i'm getting a bit lost um yeah, so we, we were talking about spoken. cultural revolutions we were talking about i know there's the ontologies and there's supposed to be activism which activism. you mixed into the revolution i mean the only part about activism that i think is worth saying is activism for me comes in terms of the ability to harness that voice into mm-hmm. meaningful action outside of the web right so yeah. the reason i say that is coming from kenya We have this interesting thing whereby if you are to judge the political participation in Kenya just based on tweets god knows how many coups and revolutions would have taken place mm-hmm. by now but the online space has somewhat been coded in such a way that democracy is being conflated mm-hmm. to mean tweeting about one's opinion disapproval instead of voice i mean instead of voting or um more radical actions taking place offline right so whether it's in terms of calling out people canceling people and all these different yeah. notions of social life that have been constructed online there are limits to it mm-hmm. and i but i just thought that it was worth putting it out there when thinking about cultural revolutions mm-hmm. because in the term cultural revolution is the term revolution yeah. and with that is an idea of agency yeah. it's an idea of changing things but also thinking of thinking about cultural revolutions as a form of social activism the question is is that revolution also being translated mm-hmm. offline is the ability to have a voice and to stick a claim only within the digital world is it only through the digital government of instagram or facebook mm-hmm. or all these platforms whereby everyone who has decided to form an account has decided to ascribe to that nation mm-hmm. or is it something that's as quickly translatable into the real life day-to-day living of being african or yeah, being kenyan yeah. or being mozambican and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so that i think that's just something i wanted to put in just there just to just be like you know like yes optimism but hashtag still afro pessimism somewhere there <laughs> like we're still in the hold and yeah. i think you use that and so that's why i'm saying that um so maybe we're done with the social activism part i don't know yeah, but but, was... but but that's just something that i wanted to put there because yeah. there is the tendency going back to the whole idea of curating this new single story mm-hmm. of africa and yet that's not good enough there are multiple stories and yeah. they all need to be showcased and so i think understanding the limits of this online revolution is something that's worth always having in mind when talking about the revolution yeah i know we should end but then from there that it, it brings me back to the idea of like digital ontologies mm-hmm. in terms of what does what does it mean to build a self 
online mm-hmm. and how does what is the relationship between that online self and your material self mm-hmm. in terms of what what do we allow to transfer from online and offline because i think implicit or explicit in what you're saying about um everyone as laying out all that they don't like about a government um about someone in power etc online and and having that outrage and collective action online comes with the idea of is the online do we believe as as let's say as people that our online self is authentic to our material self right is have we created that contract within ourselves that the digital self is the same thing as the material self mm-hmm. do we agree to that and i and think we are, and, and are we okay if those are two different selves yes answering and asking this question which is actually like really up there somewhere mm-hmm. else yeah, i don't know how important this question is but asking this questions allows us to then like start analyzing why is it right that you can say 5 p.m. tomorrow let's be here can sound like a joke online when in the material world it could be real. like what allows the transcendence of something on an online event becoming physical like, mm-hmm. yeah that translation I think mm-hmm. is something and, to interrogate and not just in the event sense but even in the curation of self mm-hmm. because i mean i'll give the example of myself um online i have the tendency of using my middle name as my first name yes. atinatino and in terms of the things i share the things i write they are all curated and honestly most of this is unconsciously through a certain persona yes you know it's either intellectual aspiring radical closeted revolutionary um <laughs> kind of being yeah. that's afrocentric that's and it's me inadvertently or unconsciously having this dialogue or discourse with the west each time for mm-hmm. me i think it's more of an act of transgression or refusal even when stuck within the hold of online conversations but it's really interesting in terms of how much of that translates offline offline yeah and you know um people meet me often and it's always like huh I, I ex- <laughs> not even my name is valerie but i expected someone else in terms of my their interactions with me yeah you know like and an interesting place to look is for instance online dating mm-hmm. which it's not even curated in the sense of bios but in the sense of pictures yeah and by looking at this spread of fo- photographs you have decided whether someone is worth mating with or whatever else you want to do but for me it's, it's really insane honestly mm-hmm. and as someone who's an active participant in that sphere i mean you know you talking about ontol- digital ontologies really makes me think about the ways in which we know ourselves to be mm-hmm. and how maybe the digital landscape is creating a place where we can actually autonomously choose who we are you think about cloning and we you know we think about this as a futuristic in 60 years kind of thing yeah. when we are literally creating clones of ourselves in all these different spaces like the work of performing digitally is the work of cloning and we have like 10 selves but the, the and the interesting thing that i got from what you just said is mm-hmm. the idea how in this process of 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 autonomy diy creating mm-hmm. yourself 
we're, we're really stuck within the hold of Western intellectual thought mm-hmm. in the sense of like building the oneself and what is what can be framed what can be used to constitute the idea of a self mm-hmm. I think is very much explicit in the way of what is allowed to be uploaded what it what really? details I think so mm-hmm. in the sense of of I it, I think I, okay sorry finish. <laughs> because I think I always think about the Facebook example, mm-hmm. right? Someone some made the example of Facebook really banal in the sense of we all put the same thing. We all put a profile picture. We all put a name. We've all put our age. We're all just different permutations of the same thing, right? Facebook curates you for you. As much as you can say you can put your picture, what your favorite movies are, what your favorite music is, at the same time, it always tells you what it is that someone can find interesting about you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what plain facebook really does it never says what's your favorite um i don't know i don't what's your favorite family event you know when well you could put that if you want you could but it's 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 within a special sphere where you're going to put something special but it's not a category Mm -hmm. right facebook tells you what categories you're meant to be Mm -hmm. right online Online, Mm -hmm. right and in the same way of at the same time, you, you spoke about we have to build ourselves and the notion of having to build a self as an individual, mm-hmm. right? Is I, I don't know if it's always necessary or if it's always a thing that needs to be con- used to constitute and build a self, mm-hmm. right? Maybe, maybe yeah, does that make sense? Like we're, the move almost digitally when it comes to curating yourself is towards the, is towards the individual and curating the individual separate and independently of anyone and anything else. Mm-hmm. Which then then really just shows me that there is this inter- this hold right mm-hmm. in in what in our minds right in and what is allowed to come out of us right mm-hmm. as to constitute what it means to be the self and yeah that makes me you know slightly uncomfortable mm-hmm. right now that I'm talking about it but at least I'm conscious but yeah that, yeah that's what I was thinking about interesting interesting thoughts um. I think we need to yeah, end true. this Shit. podcast. But but no, I, I think <laughs> one thing that's for sure is that we never really do end up with the answers, but we bring interesting questions that hopefully can be pushed outside of Amen. this, you know, platform mm-hmm. or space. Who or are we performing for you right mm-hmm. now? We are performing, actually. <laughs> and like, you know, continue that conversation, put it in the comments. Yeah, please let us know. Email us, Whatever Instagram. Way. We are here. We're queer. The We're not really going I'm anywhere. Queer. My um, bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Deuces. Bye. <laughs> wow, that was really good. <laughs>